Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. A member of the industry syndicate. This is where success happens. Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. Here's your host, Todd Duncan. We have a session called How to Move from On Demand to In Demand. And the idea behind that is everybody watching Mastery, everybody part of this community has the chance to architect your dream life and business. I have the good pleasure of standing next to Jake Wade. Jake is from Sonoma County, California. He works for Finance of America. Jake is um, a new student to the whole high trust ecosystem, but he has taken this lock, stock, and barrel. And we're going to get into this. It's going to be an amazing journey. We're going to try in 25 minutes to show you a four-year journey that has taken him from, man, I'm going to let you tell that part of the story, but remarkable situations in which you probably would never have found yourself, Jake was in, and today he's one of America's best mortgage performers. So Jake Way, give me a high five. Good to have you here, dude. Thank you. Live Thank in the you. Yeah. It's wonderful, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. So I think we I think we could agree. In fact, let me just set the stage. No, I'm gonna let you set the stage. <laughs> I think we could agree that this whole thing, your success today started with a yellow piece of paper. Yep. And and I have in my hands that yellow piece of paper. And I wanted you, before I show the audience what's on that yellow piece of paper, talk about how this happened. Yeah, so uh, I was at Sales Academy, and um, you had told the story about, you know, way back when ago, you uh, took a piece of paper and handed it to one of your mentors, and accountability check and all that. Yeah. And, you know, if you're going to hand that to someone that you hold in high regard like that, you better do it. So um, I remember I went to my room and I was gonna change and go have dinner and I just kept thinking about that, thinking about that like nonstop. And so um, I'd been invited to go out with other people to dinner and I, I chose to go to dinner by myself, bought myself a nice steak and I, I sat there and I thought to myself, I should do the same thing. No, no, I shouldn't, it's, it's gonna be stupid, da 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 da. But I, kept, I was like fixated on it and so I asked the uh, bartender for a pen and a piece of paper, <laughs> and I sat there, and I came into this immense moment of clarity that if I was going to write these words, I had to believe them, I had to live them, I was having you hold me accountable, so this was big, you know, big stuff. And so I sat there, and I, and I had this intense moment of clarity where I wrote these things out, and not just to write them, just to write them and like, oh, here's this piece of paper, but truly embody what those words meant, not the words themselves, but the intention of doing them that I was gonna follow through on this, I was gonna commit to it, I was, all those things. So um, yeah, and I, so I wrote it out and um, I was sitting there in the restaurant and, and when I came up, I saw you and Deb and a couple of the people you were with out of the corner of my eye and I literally was like, okay, this isn't a coincidence, you need to go like hand this to him now. And I remember I, came, I fumbled my words, I don't know what I said to you, but you were ecstatic and it was, it was, it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the yellow piece of paper was simply a yellow piece of paper and it began with the two words, I believe, and I'm going to put it up on the screen for you guys to take a look at. And I'm going to have Jake read this to you. So Jake, tell us the things you wrote down that night in the restaurant thinking about your future. So the first one, I can believe I have less stress. Second, I can help a hundred new homeowners next year. 
Third, I can have a better home life. Four, I, could, uh, I can be successful in all areas of my life. Five, grow my team with uh, chemistry first. Work with a uh, six, work with A players only. Seven, we'll buy an Audi S8 next year. Um, I can work for 40 hours a week, and I'm the best LO in Sonoma County. And, and then, uh, and, yeah. yeah, and then on the back, he gave me his cell phone. And one of the questions we always ask people, especially if you're in high stress coaching, is whenever you set a goal, the question is by when. So this took place the first week in December last year, and we are two months away, three months away or so of uh, uh, just a year later, not even a year later, right now as we have sales mastery and speak to you live and. Of all of those things, how many haven't come true? I will say the last one because I always want to be in pursuit to be better. Yeah. So that was kind of setting myself up. Um, I got the Audi. I helped 100 people. I work with less stress. So I wouldn't say it's perfect, but um, it brought me to the next level for sure. But here's what's so cool, man. <laughs> Success doesn't have to be super complicated. You know, you can write it down. You can declare it. And you probably read this how many times a day? Oh God, I, I have it, it's still up, and I see it every time I open my computer monitor in the morning, it's the first thing I see. Boom, every day. boom, right? So yep. it's that embedded kind of instruction to your subconscious mind. Yep. These are the things I'm gonna do, this is what I'm going to achieve, and, uh, and here we go. Yep. Man, man, so describe right now, uh, a year ago, and maybe even go back a couple years, mm -hmm. describe what it was like then, and what it is like now for you. Well, you know, um, I started, I've been in the business for 15 years, but I took a three-year break and, and started from zero. So 2017, January, I, I joined, I started from zero. Um, what it's been like, it's, it's been a journey of picking up uh, little tidbits of this and that and committing to it. Um, you know, when I first started, it was take every deal, work every weekend, you know, do, I was working like crazy. I mean, I had no life balance whatsoever. Now, I mean, I, like we talked about, I have my focused hours from 7 a.m. till 11 a.m. And then the rest of the day is just doing what I need to go, going through the motion. So truly, I believe next year I can have a four-hour workday and double my business that I did this year. Beautiful. And that's, that's really what we, why we do sales mastery is straightforward. The purpose and the vision has never changed besides plugging you into a high-performance culture of people that want to win, we want you to win at the business. We want you to work less hours. We want you to make more money, not because you want to take more money, but because the universe provides more money if you follow the recipe, the plan. And our recipe is build really solid relationships, learn how to say no to the things that impede your time, develop efficiency around the things that will allow you to do more in less time, value your business, and always measure your growth. And when you're doing those types of things, major things can happen to you in your life. So um, what, what was one of the things you learned? I know you were, you were trying to gain confidence around kind, kind of putting some walls up, mm -hmm. some boundaries. So talk to us about that whole scenario in terms of relationship management and some of the before and after. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like I said, um, 
when I first got back into the business and, you know, um, I had a new baby. I had right. all these things pushing me to succeed. Um, but so what I was doing, I was taking on the hardest deals that no one would touch. I was working every single weekend. I worked 43 weekends out of the, that year, I wow. think. Double wow. days. Wow. Um, and so really, I, I didn't have a balance. It was just I have to get every deal I can to survive and fight or flight and, you know, all that. Um, and, and so, yeah, um, it was it was not fun. It was a lot, a lot of long hours. And now I look back at it and I'm like, I worked all those hours inefficiently. I worked all those hours not focused. I just worked them. Right. So, but 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 you you made a decision. Mm -hmm. So so the observation is you made the observation. Mm -hmm. You made a decision then, and you started cutting back by putting fences up, putting yeah. boundaries up. Do you have an example of how you did that that then gave you freedom? Yeah, so I remember I was working, you know, typical Sunday morning. I'd be in the office again, setting up my files until 12.30, and then at 12.30 was go to my open house, work that till 4. Um, and I had the weekend set up, and I had the agents I was going to work with because I was trying. I, my first step was telling people, if you would like me to work an open house, please tell me by the prior Thursday, okay? So I had a couple realtors I was working with that, that they would just never respect that. It was Saturday, I need you, it's Sunday, Da, da 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 last minute. And so I'm sitting there working and I, ding, my phone goes off. Lo and behold, <laughs> hey, I uh, forgot to um, call you on Thursday, and, but I have this open house tomorrow. It's a really good client, blah, 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 blah. I've heard it a million times before. And so I, I, I sat there and, and I, I was angry because it's like I told you this is what you needed to do and you're not listening to me. So I told her the truth. I said, you know what? I, I, I as much as I would like to, um, I asked that you could let me know by Thursday because um, that way I can plan my family time. And this Sunday, I'm hanging out, with, or next Sunday, I'm going to be with my family, and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And so I remember sending that text, and it was like, gulp, <laughs> gulp, gulp. Yep, fingers I'm crossed. Not, I might not ever hear from her <laughs> again. You know? She replies back, Oh my gosh, I think that's so great. You're taking time right? to spend time with your family and no problem. And then she actually owned it and said, you know what, I'll hit you up next Wednesday. That way we have plenty of time to game plan or whatever. And it was, it was, it sounds little, but it was so freeing and like, wow, I can have a time with my family and it's gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So one of the things I wanna say to our, our global audience, no matter you know what country you work in and, and no matter who your partners are and no matter what, kind of the business circumstances look like or feel like, you actually have more control over the relationships that you're in business with than you might think or that you might give yourself credit for. And one of the things that, I, that, that I'm proud of when I hear this kind of story is um, my encouragement to everybody is decide how you want to do business and, and decide with whom it is that you want to do business. And the layer on that last piece is, is it sounds ultra simple. Do business with people you like. Do business with people that you love. Do business with people that, so, right? So I'm Italian, right? So Sunday dinner <laughs> is like a big deal. Like if you're invited to Sunday dinner, like you're, 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 it's, you're honored. You're yeah. <laughs> so now I call it the Sunday dinner test. When a new realtor approaches me and wants to work with me, I think in my head, would I invite them to Sunday dinner? Wow. And so that's kind of my, my pass, or, pass or fail at this point. Yeah. 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 Well, one of the things that, that I think is super important is, is that um, you demonstrated with that yellow piece of paper, which um, I have the original, don't I? Yeah. 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 
Um, that's been in a baggie for the entire time <laughs> since you handed it to me because I did not want to lose it or have it tattered. Something happens when you write down what you want yep. and you look at it every day. Yep. And I want you to talk through briefly how that infused in you and it seems to me, and knowing you like I know you now, an unwavering commitment mm -hmm. to achieve. Mm -hmm. So talk about what writing it down and giving it to me did for you. It really was kind of um, where the rubber meets the road. It was like, okay, if you're going to commit to this, like you have to do it rain, snow, sleet, and, and do that. And, and by the practice of writing it out, it's not just a thought, it becomes manifested. For me, it became manifested in how I'm gonna operate. I will tell you, yeah. there's gonna be another one of those. There will be an, a, a version sure two, yeah. because that's how much I believe the power of that little uh, yellow piece of paper with the intention behind it. I now know that if I wanna go to the next level, I just have to do it again. Yeah. And that's the most empowering thing is we, you know, through high trust, we get this roadmap and it's like, oh, well, if I just mean what I say, you know, and write it out, then you can do that over and over and over again as you progress. And I think that's the coolest thing I figured out is these little ways, it's not rocket science anymore. It's just do what you did before and expand upon it. And you know, it's really interesting that nothing has changed in human psychology in terms of input output, mm -hmm. right? And what we put in and, and what we put out are symbiotically linked. We mm -hmm. put in negative, negative mm -hmm. comes out. Mm -hmm. We put in positive, positive comes out. And one of the most winning character traits of high performers is put in the winning visual pictures mm -hmm. of what you want yep. and, and, and act as if. Yep. Act as if you already have those. Act as if they're already happening. Act as if you have become the number one originator in Sonoma County. Act as if, and what we know about acting as if is psychologically you're pulled into a more winning mindset. And when you have a winning mindset, you are excited about writing the next yellow piece yeah. of paper. Yeah. So I think it's, it's, it's marvelous when you think about the, the power of that. But one of the things you put on that piece of paper was you had a goal about a car. Mm -hmm. And, and I think it's safe to say, you told me anyway, that, that you've been a car lover since you were oh, yeah. like, so I think this is a picture from uh, <laughs> Disneyland and, and, and that is you, uh, yep, and you're hanging out the windshield and you've got this smile, ear to ear <laughs> smile. And uh, that car probably has a two mile an hour governor on yep. it. And something tells me the guy <laughs> doesn't want to go two miles an hour. <laughs> My little brother. <laughs> oh, oh, that's it's just beautiful. Yeah. So how old were you there? Um, 10, 8? 8, 7, yeah, eight, eight, something seven, like eight. that. Yeah. 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 And so on the yellow piece of paper, you said you wanted a what? Audi S8. Audi S8. So this is December of 2019. In January of 2020, um, I, I, I saw this in the parking lot of the next event you came to. So just take a look at the screen. and. And I want to show this because I think it's, it, it, it shows a couple things. It shows how fast a goal can happen. I mean, you wrote it down in December of 2019. You had the car in January of 2020. And you took a learning from high trust selling. And you got a personalized plate that says... Mortgage strategy. Mortgage strategy. Yeah. 
And one of the biggest things that we teach to have market differentiation is strategy. Mm -hmm. Strategy. Be a mortgage strategist. Yep. Brand yourself as an expert in creating custom-designed mortgage solutions. Yep. And you look at that and you go, okay, that is great branding. So you're driving around in your dream car, one of your dream cars, because <laughs> I know you have a bunch now, and, and you've branded it around your professional title. What do people do when they stop you or when they try to figure out your license plate? Well, I do get, hey, what does that mean? And my first response is, oh, mortgage strategist. I'm Jake, nice to meet you. And what do they get? A business card that says mortgage strategist and advisor. Boom. And so it all ties in. And I mean, I've probably handed out since I got that license plate close to 100 business cards and met cool friends through oh, it because man. they're like, you have to see my license plate. So, yeah. Love it, love it, yeah. love it. So back on car goals, yeah. you had another car goal. And yeah. what was that car goal? So when I was a little kid, uh, how old? Kindergarten to, I want to say third grade, but probably more like okay. fourth or fifth. Yep. I carried around a little uh, a Hot Wheels. I had my favorite Hot Wheels was a uh, 1965 AC Cobra. So, uh, <laughs> as you know, the movie came out recently and inspired some thought, and uh, I got I got my car. So uh, next is the uh, uh, Cobra, and there she is. Yep. So that is a 1965 Cobra, yep. and that all started at the age of five or six or seven with a Hot Wheels, Hot Wheels car, right? So um, I thought I would do something for you, Jake, and um, just wanted you to open this in the presence of okay. all of our viewers, and, okay. and uh, let's take a, take a look at that and um, see how this all comes about. You know, it's so cool. The dreams of a child, the dreams right? of a five-year-old, <laughs> the dreams of a six-year-old. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no way. That's the one right there. So wow. we got Jake, an original Matchbox uh, Cobra uh, replica, probably the car he played with. Uh, as he was a kid, the car that he now owns, and uh, and your mechanic is a, a freak about these cars yeah. too, right? And so uh, here's Jake's car next to his mechanic's car, and uh, man, I just I could not I had to track this Thank down you. on eBay, and uh, that is as old as the car is. Wow, that's incredible. Thank that's you. Great, so much. right? Thank right. You. Thank so you. it's yeah. awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right, back. We can just put that on the floor, I guess, okay. and uh, not worry about it. So um, next thing we want to talk about is, is I think one of the tough lessons that people learn in this business is the lesson about right people. Mm -hmm. You know, being surrounded by right people, um, the impact it makes on business, both from a stress standpoint and productivity standpoint. Um, one of the things you said on our pre-call is what has allowed you to go from, you know, where you were to now this top 1% of the industry status. Mm -hmm is people. So yep. tell us all about what you know in the next four minutes about people in business. Yeah, I mean, um, delegation. I hate that word. I am mm. a control freak. I want to control all the pieces. I'll, I'll sleep better if I know what's going on, blah, 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 blah. So I've learned that um, delegating to the right people, empowering the right people, um, really taking time and learning people's strengths, learning people's goals, learning people all that, 
of the people that you surround yourself with is critical. Yeah. You cannot do anything more than invest your time in the people that you have around you because then you will become stronger as a unit. And so, you know, uh, my loan manager, Rochelle, she, I tell her weekly how important she is to me, how much I care about her, uh, what can I do to help, all that kind of stuff because, um, you know, arm in arm, we have built this thing together. I, I couldn't do it without her. She mm -hmm. couldn't do it without me. And we recognize that. And so learning to delegate to her and she was, you know, I, I had to fire my last LOA and I was sitting there, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And I had a resume from what I, I'm so blessed and grateful to have her in my life that just came around. So it's, um, learning to delegate has been really hard, but what I've learned is if you, Put those people around you, invest in them, your life becomes better because you take that time. So, yeah. yeah. So, so what were some of the lessons that you learned about right fitting, saying yes, saying no to people as you, as you looked at hiring and, and bringing in a replacement for the LOA? What are mm -hmm. some of the just critical key lessons that you can share with everybody about just kind of team building? Yeah, so um, I think it's really, you have to start out recognizing, writing out where you want to go. Yeah. And then writing where you think that person should be and asking where that person should be. They might have a completely different idea of how critical or how big of a part of the business you, they want to be. And so, again, I always go back to asking the questions, doing a high trust interview on them. Um, and so finding the right people and then leading those people. That was something new for me. Um, I mean, I've led people before, but not with the intention love that I do now. Yeah. And so becoming a leader and filling into those shoes because my personality just wants to go in my office, be left alone, jam to my music and grind it out, but I can only go this high, yeah. okay? Now that I've built Rochelle, I have two set up LOAs, I just hired another processor. Now that I've learned to put these people around me, my trajectory is only going to go higher, but you have to take the time with those people. You just can't throw bodies in there. You really right. have to lead. You really have to invest. You have to do all that stuff. You have to yeah. know who they are yeah. at the deepest yeah. level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so then um, one more thing I want to make sure everybody understands mm -hmm. is you, um, the velocity with which you committed to learn is fairly unprecedented. And by that I mean... Jake came to the High Trust Sales Academy in December, and five weeks later, six weeks later, came to the Masterclass program, which is like next level, usually for people a couple years mm -hmm. out of mm -hmm. the High Trust Sales Academy. Mm -hmm. And I remember exactly where you were sitting mm -hmm. at Masterclass. What did Masterclass do for you as a, a guy that had just come out of the High Trust Sales Academy who had written this yellow piece of paper? Um, that event was, you know, nine months ago, yeah. what did it do for you? Um, masterclass, if anyone's gonna go, you have to be prepared because it is, you're with, you're with the top in the industry. You're with, um, you're with people there that are wave makers, that are amazing leaders. So these conversations you hear, if you're just coming to come, don't do it. Yeah. Come there to be plugged in, to listen, to be involved. Because, I mean, you're in a room with the most incredible minds in our industry. And so what it taught me is twofold. How to become a better leader, how to become a better boss, how to become um, 
a better father, how to become a better mm. you know, family man, because I heard and learned from all these people that are living it and doing it better yeah. than I am. Yeah. It's kind of like skiing, right? You go skiing with people that are better than you, you You're learn better. quicker, same right. thing. Right. Um, and so that, and then also, you know, I'm a producing, I'll do 75 million as a, as a producing LO this year. So I kind of got Sales Academy, I got a big chunk of that. Then I got this masterclass and I just melded the two together to make it work for what I wanted to do. And it was incredible, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just real quick, if you're writing a yellow piece of paper mm -hmm. in the next couple of months, what does next year's volume look like? I want to do 100 million. 100 million. Personal production. Good. And I want my branch to do 250. Nice, yeah. nice, nice, nice. So you bring up family and you bring up uh, why, why the velocity training was so important. Mm -hmm. You, you want to be a great husband. You want to mm -hmm. be a great dad. And so I thought it'd be interesting just to throw up mm -hmm. a, a picture of your bride and you and, yeah. and child number one. Yeah, that's Cadence. Cadence. My wife, Nicole. And uh, Nicole and, and Cadence and, uh, and Jake uh, got back together again. And uh, you, guys, uh, you guys had another baby yep. and uh, what a special moment there. Yep. And That's Olivia fun. is now two months old? A uh, month and a half. Month yeah. and a half old, right? And, half. And so, yeah. and I, I so appreciate you flying all the way from California to be live with us at our event. And uh, here's your bride and yeah. here's child number two. Yeah. So what a special moment for you, yeah. special moment. Definitely. Well, if there's one lesson that you've learned as we wrap this up, uh -huh. that could be the biggest lesson you wanna share with everybody, because clearly the yellow piece of paper mm -hmm. works. What would that one lesson be? Commit, plug in, talk to the people around you when you go to the events, talk to the people, um, stay in, stay in uh, contact with yeah. each other. But it's really about committing, focusing, and um, doing. Yeah. yeah. So what an amazing story, Jake. It's just so incredible to see how you have accelerated your life experience and your business experience. And uh, it must be super meaningful to you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think as, as we kind of wrap this up, what all of you are going to find even more meaningful, and I, I want Jake to talk about it, is just seven years ago, 2013, um, you were homeless. Yep. Yep. And uh, how do you go from homeless to the top of the class? Um, and tell us your story. Yeah. I mean... Uh, I was living in Richmond, rough area. I'd gotten a uh, you know, nice little note from the sheriff. You're evicted. And that was it. I was on the street and you know, um, spiritually unfit and not knowing which way to turn and um, reached out to my parents. My parents said, you have two weeks. You can stay here two weeks. And then you know, that's how my parents are. Yeah. You, you figure it out, but right. we'll give you two weeks. <clears throat> and so I, um, I came to Santa Rosa, you know, back home. Uh, had $300 in my pocket and a backpack. That's all I owned. That's all I had. I rode the bus four hours a day each way to go 15 miles to put myself through school to get a personal training certificate mm -hmm. because I wanted to do something with my time. Um, I walked. I sat in the rain. I ate a lot of cheap food. Um, but now that I look back on it, I might not be the smartest guy around, but I'll outwork anyone out there because <laughs> I value being in that to where I am now. And yeah, it, it, was a, it was a big uphill, but 
I wouldn't change it for the world. I would do it all over exactly the same way because it gave me the fire in my belly yeah. to provide for my family, <clears throat> to be better to myself, to be better to my colleagues. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been a long journey, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything for the world. I think what this story does as we wrap the session up is, is it, it speaks to the idea of possibility. It speaks to the idea of perseverance and it de most definitely speaks to the idea of hope. Yeah. And I think that, you know, when people have hope and they understand perseverance and they understand that they can change their circumstance, um, that is the first decision that has to be made yeah. to step forward.